I was given the health portfolio in Greater Manchester about six weeks ago to kind of push it from the political angle. What I'm going to try and do today is to talk about health devolution and how it fits into devolution in general in Greater Manchester, to look at the uh, challenges, opportunities and where we got to on health and then to think of some of the risks that uh, we have. So very much. We've got a long history of uh, cooperation across Greater Manchester since 1986. That's a key date for those policies with local government. That's when Margaret Thatcher abolished the metropolitan counties. But unlike most places in Greater Manchester, we kept an organisation going, kept working with 10 local authorities together. And uh, that cooperation and collaborations meant we did a lot of work on lots of things across the conurbation. And in 2008, we were expanding our activities into areas which were not traditional local government areas. And one of them was we thought we'd have a health commission. We weren't sure I would go or whether the health people would, would welcome it. But in fact, they did because there wasn't really a, a body by which they could talk together across Greater Manchester except through uh, our health commission. So it, it worked really well. It's now become the Greater Manchester Health and Wellbeing Board uh, on a more formal structure, but th that's, that was a sub. And we became, in 2011, the first of the uh, what's called combined authorities, which means we have a proper legal structure for the work we do across Greater Manchester. The main impetus of the work we do is on the economy, but we think, as I've shown before, that health is part of that. Before we embarked upon our structural changes, we got a, a group of fairly distinguished economists to come and have a look at us and do what's called the Manchester Independent Economic Review. Say, have a look at Greater Manchester. What are our, what are our advantages, disadvantages? What do we need to do to make a real change to the economy of Greater Manchester? And so we, we built our plans upon real work, and they identified health as something that was dragging back our opportunity for economic growth. Health in Greater Manchester stats, probably you know much better than me, are relatively poor, so it stops a lot of people from getting into employment. So we needed to do something about that. And we had, and still have, a twin track approach to our strategy, which I'm not saying is unique, but is different than most places, because we want... Everyone wants economic growth, everyone wants the economy to grow and for more wealth in their area. But we also looked at public service reform as a major part of the work we do. We want to make sure we do change that and use our ability to work in, in a certain place in the, in the geography of Greater Manchester to actually get public services that meet the needs of people, whoever runs them, whatever they are. Then in 2012, the... Um, Health authorities wanted to look at the acute services in Greater Manchester process that they called in Greater Manchester Healthier Together, but it's looking to see how appropriate it was in different hospitals to do all of the range of services. And eventually they came up with a, with a concept of a, a specialist hospitals which do most of the range and then other hospitals which, which don't do everything. And it was pretty controversial. And frankly, when I saw the first draft of what was being proposed, it was very much hospital-orientated, consultant-orientated. 
it didn't really reflect on what people needed. So we said as local politicians, if you want me to stand up in a meeting and support these kind of what seemed to be at the time radical changes to the hospital services, I'm not going to do it unless I can say this is a better service for local people. So I said you can go and get rid of that plan and come up with one that actually really meets the needs of local people. And to be fair, we did. We insisted on that. And in the end, we uh, we did get a much better result. And that was eventually been approved. It was a, The formal process was through the, 10 C, the 12, sorry, 12 CCGs proving that, which they've done. So uh, that was healthy together. And we're, we're, we're almost there. I can't say too much. There's actually a legal challenge going on at the moment from some of the consultants to one of the hospitals. As I say, health is pretty important in any area, but we're in Manchester, said, very poor health stats, particularly in some of the more deprived parts of Greater Manchester, quite a range of different outcomes, different life expectancies. Even within my own borough, there's quite a gap between people from the more affluent side of Chieves and what the people from the more deprived side. So we know that we need a lot of things to do on health to make it there. We worked on a project called Community Budget, which was at the coalition government's plans to actually think about place, think about rather than thinking about separate budgets, can we think about how we'd work better together if we did actually combine budgets, combine local authority and central budgets in the same place. And as you work on, on that kind of analysis, what you realise is that the same group of individuals who are costing the health service a lot of money, they're costing local authorities a lot of money, they're costing the police more than average, they're costing DWP because they're probably on benefits, not working. So they are, they are range, and in a sense, we were surprised to see what a big proportion of that was people of working age that weren't in employment, they were causing that. Through. And you know, we identified in Wigan that there were uh, some individuals who were going to A&E over 200 times in one year. So clearly there's more than physical health problems in that. So we needed to understand what we're doing, trying to, to change the way that we do it. So as I say, health is, is a really a major part. We, we were given in November 2014 this amount of devolution from Chancellor George Osborne. We were delighted with that. Health was mentioned, but really this is a throwaway line or two in that in part of the public service reform. And then we continued to negotiate with health, and obviously that was uh, Howard Bernstein's role with Sir Simon Stevens, and eventually we got the health devolution came through in March of this year. They said, well, take responsibility collectively for health spending in Greater Manchester and do it by April 2016. So it's, it's quite a challenge in terms of what we did. We probably, doing our first analysis of the health budget, probably found a gap of around about £2 billion between what we're expected to provide and what we thought would be fundable. The government then has come up with its $8 billion, so we're hoping, Minister, I'm not sure you brought me the cheque today, but we would welcome the cheque in the post from oh, there. Oh. <laughs> cheque in the post from uh, the government. So obviously that will help to 
contribute that gap. So we've looked at and analyzed how we can make savings through integration. We've got 500 million there. The reforms of providers, probably just under a billion from that. And so on. So we're getting to understand how we think that gap can be achieved by better productivity. And we've applied to the Treasury for part of the comprehensive spending review to have investor save monies around we've asked for we're always ambitious in great demand so we asked for about half a million pounds of that into things which are really transformational which can help us really think about how we will deliver health in the future in greater manchester and uh, uh, so we know we've got a competitive process by which people will bring forward schemes for us to look at to see where where we can fund and where we won't and we won't be funding schemes that are standardizing purchasing for goodness sake it's hardly transformational it just seems pretty obvious to me that we should get on with that one of the benefits of being in greater manchester obviously is we can draw on the resources of a, a quite a range of people from local authorities from ccgs from other health providers so we've got a pretty formidable uh, team of people working on a regular basis on this some working full-time we're 10 different local authorities in Greater Manchester. So we start off, we have 10 locality plans. So we challenge each of the 10 authorities to come together with their health partners and produce a plan as to where they felt they would be in five years' time. Those have been produced. They vary in quality. None of them are good enough. Even the one from Wigan isn't good enough. They're a kind of base of the building blocks, but clearly... You can't really build that way. They've got to be strengthened and make sure they do work together. So that's the process that's going on with the locality plans at the moment. And, of course, we need to try and, and get some governance arrangements in place that's acceptable. When you sort of come into health from slightly outside, as I did, I, I am amazed that despite all of the reorganisations that we've had over the last few years, the complexities and the mad geographies that we're still left with. So we have 38 different organisations which I need to get involved with in Greater Manchester, which is quite a complex challenge. So we get them into a room, and of course they know they always come at least with one help friend to help them, never mind. So, so it's, it's a room of about this size and number of people, and we're trying to get them into line and to move forward. There's a good spirit, I must say, of cooperation there, but in a sense we've not really got some of the crunch decisions yet, so how they'll do in that circumstance we'll have to see. But um, it's my job to chair that partnership board. We've managed to get a, an executive board set up as well, which can do a lot of the donkey work and, and try and reflect on how they feel their partners will do. So where have we got to so far? Well, Basically, you know, we're pretty on, on schedule with our planning to achieve that uh, 1st of April target. We're doing that pretty well. We've set up a work with both the universities and other medical companies in Greater Manchester. We think that is another source in which we can actually we can use health as an economic generator as well as anything else. So we, we're working well on that. We've got a program to better engage with the mental health trusts across Greater Manchester. Their geography is just, just a nonsense. I mean, the trust that looks after Wigan 
It's called the Five Borough Trust, so it gives you a clue. But only Wigan's in Greater Manchester, the rest are some in Merseyside, some in Cheshire. It's just all over the place. <laughs> Public health is going to be key to, to what we do. So again, we've, we're working with Public Health England and they're supporting the changes, employing now a person to be the Public Health Lead for the whole of Greater Manchester. I think that's really important because from the work I've done in other areas of public service reform, then one of the challenges that we have to accept and take on is changing demand. We will not get to where we need to get to in 2020 in Greater Manchester if we just assume demand uh, will go on in the same way and the people will roll up at A&E whether or not they need to do. We need to, to have a radical view about people to understand the nature of what the health service delivers for them, where they should go, where it's appropriate. And in particular, one thing that obviously we can bring as local authorities into the mix is to try and challenge the number of occasions in which health and social problems become intermixed. And there's often an over-medicalization of problems. Some poor person may have lost a job, have inadequate housing, you know, and they go to the doctors and say, doctor, help me, I'm, I'm depressed, I can't sleep. So they get treatment. And I'm not critical of the doctor, but really we're treating the symptoms of the problems, the real causes, well, let's find out how we can help them in the housing issues, how can we help them into their uh, job better or whatever it is. So we need to think about looking to social problems as well as medical problems if we're going to get to resolve some of these issues. And we've got some some form on this. We took over a pro the work programme from the government. So the government had run the work programme on several initiatives across Greater Manchester to try and get unemployed people into work. So the cohort that we were left with was people who'd been through that programme and failed to get jobs. And when we came to look at it, of course, then lots of these people had social issues, problem issues, health issues, some drug-related issues, alcohol-related issues, and so on. And by concentrating more upon those issues as the initial instance, rather than getting people to endlessly rewrite CVs, which weren't very good, we've actually got a strike rate of about twice what the government managed on the work programme, even with this more difficult cohort. So that's where we come in for that. Finally, uh, if I just turn to some of the risks, we're not going to get structural change in the NHS, and we've got this complexity of organisations. Got to get them all in the same place at the same time. I think that's probably something that does concern me. We've not failed yet, but we, we need to do that. Obviously, local authorities need to be uh, engaged in bringing their care, social care budgets into place, and I don't need to go over the financial challenges that are going on in local authorities, and we need to get them to, to understand and to you know, think about how, the, how they look at social care uh, because in a sense if we do it wrongly here we can actually put more costs onto us in another area. I come from Wigan, I'm a Labour politician, so I'm always being accused of doing the government's dirty work for it. Well, are you getting involved with all this? What are you doing? You know, you just do. Well, uh, we're realistic in Greater Manchester. All this stuff will be happening anyway. And I think on pretty strong evidence that local people think it's better if decisions are made more sensitively by people who are accountable to them in the Greater Manchester area than a bunch of civil servants living in Surrey. Okay. 
Well, that's how I put it to them anyway. And, and in a sense, that's how it's been done in the past. People have had things done to them. So. And finally, I suppose the biggest risk is what I've discovered in many parts of health is that you're very risk-averse. I think there needs to be change in the system now. You know, the NHS was a wonderful invention in 1948, but it needs to be brought up to the 21st century. There were debates in cabinet in the 40s, if you look back, between the Bevanites who wanted the NHS structure that we got, and Herbert Morrison and his, his view, who thought it should always have gone to local governments because that reflected lots of the ways that health had been provided in earlier times. Obviously, uh, we know who won that, and but I understand in the 50s, Bevan thought he'd made a mistake by not actually handing it to a local government in the first place. I don't want to take over health, but I really want to think that if we can get this partnership together at a local level, we can make a difference. We can deliver what people need and want of health in the 21st century.